Hi, everyone. Welcome to How to College First Gen, our podcast where we get together over some coffee from our amazing sponsors and have some real conversations about what it's like to be a first gen college student and what that means before, during, and after college. If you're a new listener, our goal here is to democratize some knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a bit more, and hopefully help others go through some of the challenges we experienced before. Today, we'll be discussing the topic of debt and getting the perspectives of some first-gen friends on how they dealt with the topic in different phases of life, namely before, during, and after college. To preface, this is something that a lot of students in general struggle with and that first-gen students have on their plate in addition to the many other things we talk about. Taking on debt is a big financial investment that has a lasting impact. With that being said, let's dive in. Our first guest is Mia. She just graduated from high school and will be attending Rice University starting fall. So hi, Mia. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. This is really cool. First of all, then, to start with, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your interest in pursuing college? Okay, so my name is Mia. I'm 18. I'm about to be a freshman at Rice University. I went to a college prep school, so I guess that really stuck college in my head. Obviously, since high school, I've been exploring my interests. My dad works stay-at-home mom. Um, Both of my brothers went to college, and one of them is actually still in college. So it's always been a sort of goal for me, too, to just follow in their footsteps and see how that works out for them, just to know how it'll work out for me, too. That sounds really interesting. It sounds like you've definitely had your interest in going to college, you know, cultivated over the years with your siblings and also the high school that you attended. So going a little bit on topic of this episode, which is about debt or taking on student loan for school, have you been thinking about taking on debt now that you've decided which school you're going to attend to? Definitely I have, especially because like Rice is a private school, so I know that those are a bit more expensive. And then they also have grant or like sort of plan like that where they do help out a lot, like a big majority of the students. So it's debt has always been a fear, a fear that I hold, but it's also something that I know there's resources for. And I just have to like bring it in myself to actually go find those resources, especially going to like a private school. I feel like I have to tackle it pretty early. That makes sense. So it seems like Rice being a private school definitely plays a part in, you know, how much, you know, debt you're going to take out or if you will, how much of that influence you while you were deciding which school you wanted to apply to or attend? Since my oldest brother, he went to Rice, I was always sure that that could be an option for me, especially if I worked hard enough. But I even early on, I've always had this like anxiety with money, like going to the store and wanting to buy a shirt. I would think it through for at least 10 minutes, even if it was like $15, I would constantly tell myself like, is it worth it? So seeing him go to college and like knowing that it was a lot of money, I always question, was it worth it? No, you bring out a really interesting point because it seems like you not only had a chance to think about what debt and student loan means for yourself, but like, it seems like you also had a chance to see your siblings go through it, right? From kind of like an outside in perspective. How was that for you? Like, did, did it seem like it was difficult for them? Did it seem like, you know, it's worth it for them? For my oldest brother, I was, he was nine years older than me. So I still understood that like college is expensive, but I never understood like how much money was worth. Like I thought a hundred dollars was a million dollars when I was little. So for what, while he was in college, I was like, wow, that's expensive. But I was like, what even is expensive? Like I knew when I was older, I would really understand it. But now for my other brother, he's three years older than me. So I was obviously growing up and really understanding more about college while he was going through college and like seeing that. I I saw a lot in him that wanted to pay it off. Like he loves finding ways to make money. And so I always took that from him. I always tried to learn that from him. And like he was always like okay with like taking time out of his day to look for scholarships or to apply for like certain competitions where like it'll pay for some of your college and stuff like that. So I was really learning a lot from both both of them, but also like learning a lot about how I should handle it myself 
as like an individual from them like because we're obviously different people and we're obviously like looking for different futures too that makes a lot of sense i think going back a little bit about you know how your older brother is nine years older and then the middle brother is three years older so did it kind of influence when you first started thinking about um, financing options for your education yeah so whenever the one who my brother who was nine years older than me started going I was like I knew money wasn't not an issue but it was definitely a big part of going to college but I was still way too young to understand like my wallet was like a Barbie wallet with like five dollars in it at the time like I thought I was the richest girl ever but going to a college prep high school they would slowly make college more real to you. So I was started going there in sixth grade and I graduated from there. So I was there for six years of just like a college class, like a college prep class every single year. So when I was younger, they just told us like, yeah, college is interesting and you get a new, another education, another level education, but they never really scared us from it the way that like money or location or like other finances that come with it scare us. So I think around like maybe freshman year, when the college classes started getting more like real and informational, I definitely started thinking about it. Only my like anxiety with money started leveling up too because I would want to enjoy myself in summers. I would always like plan to like go on a trip to like San Antonio with like my friend or stuff like that. But I just so felt like guilt in me where I was like, no, I should probably like have a car wash here to raise money for college, even though it's like nearly four years away or like, I would want to spend money for clothes, but there'd still be guilt in me just because of like the college financing stuff. So it's it started building up when I was about like 15 and when college just kept getting closer and closer. That makes a lot of sense. And I think you bring out a really good point about how thinking about how you're going to finance your education can be something that's stressful or anxiety inducing for a lot of, you know, college um, students or students applying to college, um, and especially first-generation students. So when you have that moments of stress or thinking about, oh, is, should I feel guilty about making these decisions or should I do something else to you know, save up more? Did you have someone to talk about those with? I definitely would always go to my parents because ever since we were little, birthday money or gift money that we would get, like we would not be able to spend it. It would go in an envelope hidden like deep into my parents' bedroom. And that would like would be just solely for college. Before I even understood what college was, they were like, nope, you're saving that money for college. And I was like, okay, fine, thank you. <laughs> but they always helped me with it. They always helped me understand that like, it's something to handle with more than just savings. Like there's loans and stuff like that. Or there's like work studies and things that don't, that will allow me to not feel guilty all the time or even feel anxious whenever college is four years away. I think you bring out another good point about how, you know, loan or debt or how much savings you have is not the only way um, of paying for college. So in your particular case, were you weighing all those different financing options when you were deciding which school to attend? I was definitely in that process. And like the last couple of years in school, our college prep classes would have like this website that we would always go to. Like, I think once a month we would update our college list and which each college we were just remotely interested in. We would always have to have the price tag on it. Not only the price tag, we would have to like write out what types of loans they give. And we were learning about so many types of loans when we were like 17 years old. Sounds like your school did a pretty good job in preparing you for a college prep, of course, about financing it, but other aspects as well. Were there any particular resources provided to you through your school or any other avenue that you had access to? I still swear in my life that like my dad is the smartest person in the world. So uh, if class doesn't help me and I don't feel like looking up online, I would always go to him or like go to my brothers who have already kind of been through the sort of process. But there's always been like websites that like my school will give us to learn more about or if some of my friends were like ahead of me in certain processes I would always like ask them for a link or ask them to if I could borrow their computer when they're done or stuff like that so 
Yeah, there's always a lot of options. Seems like you were very proactive about, you know, reaching out to people around you or more formal resources or, you know, friends and family. So I think you, you did a wonderful job in that aspect. Then was there ever a moment when you said college seems quite expensive? So maybe taking on debt is a, a bit of a big decision for me to make. So maybe should I or should I not attend college? Have you, Did you ever have one of those moments? I never questioned if I wasn't going to college because I still felt like that was an option for me like after high school. But I was questioning, is it worth it? Or like if the thought of debt would overpower like my daily life in college of like going to classes or like opening up a textbook that I know are like a thousand dollars each or stuff like that. But I never let it get to me to the point where I was like, I'm I'm probably going to get a job right after high school or things like that. Makes sense. I think that's a very realistic question that a lot of people ask, um, even before applying to college or in college or after college. And well, I guess the title of this episode also is the debt worth it really says it all. And it seems like so far that the answer that you've made is, is it one way or another so far? Honestly, that's still like a good question in my mind because I feel like I have a very unique situation. Like I worked really, really hard all throughout high school. I was valedictorian. Like I knew that I had to go to college after, I, yeah, after high school, but I still like genuinely don't know what I'm going to study. Like I know like my major so far, but I have no idea like what that'll lead me to declare and what that'll lead me to have a job in after high school. So since I'm not like set like some of my friends are who are like, yeah, I'm going to be a neuroscience doctor or whatever after college, I feel like they're like, okay, I can handle that because I'll have a job, but I genuinely like don't know what my job will look like. And I also have a lot of interest. Like I also want to study like business and art and like with art, people are like, um, there's not really a job for that after high school. Like there's always like this stigma with like art majors who are just like there for the ride and just want to paint for the rest of their lives. So I I feel like just because I don't know who I will be after college, I'm really questioning if the debt is worth it because I'm not like set on for life. Yeah, you bring out another really good point about student loan or other financing options influencing people's decision on maybe what to study or what to major in or what kind of job to get. Do you think there's a point where you would feel your interest versus the real reality of finances, right, might have to somehow come to terms in one way or another? Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm genuinely scared of that, of the fact in a couple of years, I may have to settle for a certain pathway, just because it'll get me out of debt, rather than taking myself onto a pathway that'll like have me passionate and have me love my life after college and still anxious about debt just because like some sort of system that I live in just kind of allows people to settle and just have the straight pathway of high school, college, work, retirement, debt, and die. I don't know if settling equals debt-free. And I'm scared that it might. That's very interesting. So you said a little bit about how you feel about the system here. And I'm understanding as as maybe the education system in the country or the cost of education. How do you feel about it? Growing up and like having access to Twitter, like there would always be like tweets where people are like, I'm going to college here, but people in France get to have free education. So I was always questioning do I even like the system here in America? I'm always like unsure of how perfect it is in certain people's eyes compared to mine. It's very interesting. And you pointed out that, you know, on Twitter, you would see, oh, people in France or some other countries, for example, might have a much cheaper cost of education, if not free. Things are a little bit different here. But do you feel like then you are well prepared or knowledgeable to make those decisions considering the system that you're in like going to college or not going to college or how to finance it we got lucky honestly with our school like we do come from like lower income neighborhoods and lower income schools but like our school was literally a college prep school in the sense that like we always had college classes like college information classes like I said so I think we were we're able to make those decisions 
but we don't feel as secure as we might think certain people with wealthier schools or like private schools may feel in their ability to succeed later on in life. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. But it's interesting that you still decided to go to Rice, which is a private institution. Was there a lot of thoughts when you made that decision that went into your mind? So ever since I was like 11 years old, I was like, oh yeah, I want to go to Rice. This is it. Growing up, I realized that like it's really hard to get in there and there's so much more to college than having fun. Like there can be like culture shock or the classes can literally be so hard that people drop out and stuff like that so I really did shy away from it and a big part of it was like the money too since that's been scaring me since I was little I barely started re-liking rice and my decision to want to apply there like this past year at the start of my senior year I think you touched on really good points here I think it is to an extent thinking about finances and um, how that influences your decision to go to college or to which school you go to, I think it's a very emotional journey for everybody. And especially at this moment, I feel like you applied and then you got accepted and, you know, you must be really excited, but I feel like there's a little bit of that, you know, concern or or worry, at least at the back of your like mind saying like, oh, this may be a great experience, but I also have this to think about. Yeah, definitely. Especially since like, whenever me and my friends get in our little ruts where we're like, oh, college sucks. Like, in our heads, the question is like, is my education going to rice? Get would have like would I have still gotten the same benefits if I went to University of Houston or if I went to Columbia University in New York? Like, we're always questioning why certain universities are supposed to be like quote unquote better than other ones. Whenever we're still graduating eventually, hopefully, and we're still getting like the same degree that we would have gotten anywhere else, and. A lot of that would just because we're scared of spending so much money and putting our parents and ourselves in so much debt just to say, like, we went to better colleges. So we talked a little bit about how you and your peers feel about the cost of education in this country and how there are questions about value or the worth of a degree from one school versus another. But maybe have you thought of a way or in your peer group to discuss if there could be a way to make things better for people? We never really thought of, like, creating something that could make things better for people. But, like, we always looked at the certain pathway where people minimize, I guess, their the financial stress that college takes on them, like, by going to community college first and then transferring to a college or for doing online education while you're at another job. But So we always understood that those were options as well. One final question then. So I know that you are 18 and you just got into the school that you want to attend and you've um, committed to the school. Let's say you are back, you know, freshman year of high school. What would you tell yourself about preparing to apply to college and financing it? I think early on, I would really force myself to learn more about what it means to buy like you know buy a college and uh, agree to its price tag and stuff like that it's not only you're agreeing to its price tag and being like oh i won't be in this much much amount of debt you're also wanting to go there for their social atmosphere and stuff like that so i feel like i would want to teach myself more about what you're sacrificing but also what you're benefiting from at the same time so basically really doing some kind of a cost benefit analysis and really thinking about it early on sounds like what you're suggesting mm-hmm Because I think I definitely was like, over my four years of high school, I would just be like, one year I'd be in a mood where I was like, nope, money's too much. I hate college. And then the next year I'd be like, oh my gosh, that college has the coolest social atmosphere. Love it. Want to go there. So I was always in like this up and down of like, it's worth it. It's not worth it. So I feel like I would really want to teach myself early on to have my options open and to understand the costs and benefits and really like understand it and take it into account before I stress myself out and stuff like that. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Mia. Um, This was wonderful. All the informations and all the insights that you've shared, I think will be great addition to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Our second guest is Diamond, and she's currently attending St. Mary's University in San Antonio. Hi, Diamond. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. 
Could you start by maybe telling me a little bit about yourself and your family and, you know, where you're at right now? Okay, so my name is Diamond Davidson. I'm a criminal justice major, but I'm thinking about switching, no, not switching, but like minoring in uh, psychology. I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm a sophomore, about to be a junior. Seems like you were basically in the midst of, you know, deciding your majors and minors and really, you know, getting fully adjusted to college since you're a rising junior now. Yes. My sisters, they've been telling me about uh, job opportunities that I can um, get into, like dealing with children or adults, like in jail or prison or juvenile detention. And it's really been in my head trying to do counseling. That sounds exciting. And I definitely can see you doing something like that. So I know that this is not the easiest maybe topic to discuss. By any chance, did you take on student loan to attend college? Yes, I did. To be honest, at first, I didn't want to do it because it's very stressful to keep asking my my family to like help me pay for school, especially when they're like they're willing to help but just the type of person to be like no you don't have to like I'll try to do school another time they be like they're always like no you're gonna do school it's fine like we're gonna figure it out and they just do it anyway and that's that's why I'm very thankful for them it sounds like your family really decided to invest and focus on your education even during those difficult moments Yes, because I'm going to be the first one to graduate. Everyone's been in college, but they never finished it. So they really want me to be able to have the opportunity to finish school, no matter how much it takes. That's really exciting. That sounds like you're you know, going to get there and you're going to be that first person in the family to graduate. So that sounds really exciting. Yes. So going back a little bit to talking about student loan and taking out debt to attend college, I remember you saying that your family really wanted to focus on it. Was there some discussion that you had with your family when you decided to go to college, especially considering all the cost of it? Yes, because I was I actually was deciding between two schools. It was um Alabama State University and St. Mary's University. And looking back at um Alabama, there were they were cheaper. But they were they weren't giving me any scholarships, no matter if I had a four point or not. Like they weren't they weren't giving it to me. And St. Mary's was, but it was still high. Like I still had to pay a lot of out of pocket fee. So yeah, we really did have a, a sit down and talk about it. A lot of us were arguing. Like it was a big mess. But at the same time, like I just did was what was best for me. And at the end of the day, they will follow me no matter what my decision was. So yeah, it was a big discussion. Sounds like your family really put your put trust in your own judgment. Yes. What were the different arguments that or different sides? It was mainly about tuition because it's like very high in a private school versus a public school. My family wasn't agreeing with me about the fourteen thousand from St. Mary's because it was way too much money. And even I said it was too much money. St. Mary's was willing to help regardless. And my TRIO program was also willing to help. So that was a big thing as well. When you were going through this decision-making process, did you discuss this with anyone besides your family? Maybe two of my friends and my cousin, who is, like, he he's my friend, but, like, I call him my cousin because we are so close. But I talked to them about it, and they were not agreeing with me at all. Like, because <laughs> everybody wanted me to go to either Alabama State or Talladega. Like, they wanted me to be at an HBCU. But I like diversity. I like meeting new people. I don't like being around the same people a lot. I like the diversity. So I told them that, and they were like, you know where you're right. Even though I don't like your decision, like they just they just went at me for a couple of minutes, but they were they were very understanding. So definitely sounds like finances played a part in deciding which school to attend. But there were definitely other things that you've considered, like was this an HBCU or not or what kind of school environment um, it was. So by any chance, then, have you thought about how your student loan might influence your life decisions after college? Whenever I figure out my job decision, which is probably going to be working with juveniles in detentions, like um, counseling wise, I think that's what I really want to do. I think there's like a relief program they have for um, college students as well. 
lower the cost, not like take all of it off, but like lower it. And like, I could probably start paying, like, I think it's like a hundred and something a month for my student loans, if I'm not mistaken, for each of them, I believe. Seems like so, like, there's definitely some programs that could assist you down the road. Yes. Especially if you're working with the um, government, for sure. That's good to know. So it seems like you've definitely taken a lot of these student loan or finances into consideration when deciding on what you want to study or what you want to do after graduation. Yes. So when you decided to take out your student loan, were there any resources that you looked into in particular? I'm in this TRIO program, and they've helped me do a lot, actually. They either help me like with student loans or finding scholarships. And I came across um, a few a few loans that I never knew about that can help students. They have one that's called um, Funding University, and that helped me out a lot because I didn't have a co-signer at the time, especially since my aunt had passed away. She was my co-signer. And so she passed away and, and Funding University was like one of the options and I also applied to um, this scholarship for uh, Black History Month. That was another thing TRIO, um, TRIO program helped me out with. Seems like you definitely try to make sure you used all the resources that you have. Yes, because financially, like they have enough on their plate as it is. And trying to get in contact with them is like really hard. Like they're always in meetings with other students. So you really have to, if you really want to meet with um, financial aid, like you have to make it like beforehand. Don't do it at the last minute because they are not, they are not free at all. So that was like a stressful thing. It sounds like you tried to find the resources within your school, but then realize that it's not as um, available to everybody. Yes. And there are limitations that you decided to look outside and see what you can do for yourself proactively. Yes, that's why I was thankful for the TRIO program that they have on campus, because they actually helped me get in contact with financial aid, which was amazing because it was so hard for me personally just to go up to them and say, oh, when are you guys free? How did you come in contact with the program? My orientation day, they have have like different sections of like they have financial aid, residence life, programs that are on campus. And I think TRIO was like at the end of the line. They asked us, oh, are we first generation? Are we low income? And then I think they only apply like about 50 people. Then when you think about the financial cost of your education, how do you think that translates into, you know, something like a personal value for you? I value my education a lot, actually. When I was in high school, like I never missed a day at all. I never missed a day in general. Like from elementary school to high school, I never missed a day because I just love school. And going to college is a really great experience because I was very antisocial once I got into college. But once I started like meeting people and understanding like everyone's backgrounds, like we all helped helped each other in college. Like we really did. No matter if we didn't take the class or not, we always helped each other. And that's what I was very thankful for because I was so bad at Spanish and the friends that were around me, they all speak Spanish. They were either Hispanic or Mexican or Latino, and they spoke Spanish. And I valued them so much for that because without them, I think I would have flunked Spanish for sure. Sounds like you have a good community to help you out, um, whether you know, social life-wise or academically or financially. Yes. So then do you talk about student loans or um, taking a debt for education within your friend group? It's only about two of us, well, three of us that really talk about it because we're always around each other. And I tell them like about my personal life, no, even though I don't like to, but it's better to like tell someone that you're close with rather than rather than to just keep it inside because I break I break out easily like I just have an emotional emotional side to me it's very hard for people to understand but my two friends they actually understand and so when I talk to them about tuition they actually help me get scholarships within the school that I never even know knew about like at all 
And I also talk to them about TRIO, like them don't join in TRIO if they want to, because they can't, especially if they're first generation. That's what they mainly care about if you're first generation or if you're low income. It could be either or or both. And we all just talk talk um, amongst each other and like try to um, help each other, uplift each other in any way as possible, because we don't want to see each other down like at all. Do you guys um, talk about maybe how your friends are financing their, their education or maybe how difficult or easy it is? Yes, we talk about it, but most of them don't talk about it as much because they're either too embarrassed to talk about it or they feel like they're they're doing it alone, like they don't have no one to like comfort them, which is very understandable because that's how I was. But I told them, like, we're always here. You could talk to any one of us individually if that's, you know, if that's what you want to do instead of talking to everybody. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we can all keep a secret. It's not it's not hard to talk to people. That makes sense. I feel like definitely finances is not an easy thing to discuss about, especially talking about you're taking on debt for school when you're all in school together. So when you then decided to take on that student loan, um, when did you first decide on it? It was a last minute decision, actually. I didn't know that I still had to pay on school. Like I thought I um, paid it off, but I didn't. And so my sister had to help me get another student loan. And she was very mad. Like, she was so mad at me because I waited to the last minute. Like, she doesn't mind helping me. But if it's the last minute, it's very difficult for her personally, especially with her working at a hospital and stuff. And she works two jobs and she has a child as well. And so when I when I told her I needed a loan, she was like, I need to think about it. Like, I don't have no much. I don't have enough time. To actually think about it, so you have to give me like this amount of um this amount of time, and I was like, no, I need it by next week. And she was like, Diamond, are you serious? I was just, <laughs> she was like, you lucky, I love you, cause at this point, I really just want to slap you aside your head. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> it was so last minute, and I felt so bad, cause I knew she was so mad at me. Then how did you figure out that you needed that additional loan? You no, know, the business office. They told me that I owe more money. And I'm just like, dang, I owe 2000 or something already. I thought I just paid it up. Sounds like you have your sister, your aunt, and your friends all trying to help you navigate through this journey through college, which is great. You have a wonderful support system with you. Yes, that's really amazing. So besides taking on student loan or the scholarship that you mentioned that you applied to or getting help from family, is there any other way that you're using to help pay for college? I've been um, applying to jobs and I've been um, going to work. I used to work um, last year, but I didn't really like the job because they were so unprofessional. But I tried to stay there to like help me pay for tuition, even though it wasn't that much, but like I still tried. And I've been trying to like get get a job around campus, but no one wants me to do that because they know I will walk to work. Cause it's not far. Like they have like Dollar Tree, McDonald's and Walmart like right there down the street from um the school. But no one would never let me walk by myself if that was the case. Because um, where our school at is very dangerous. And I wasn't, I, don't, I didn't mind, but at the same time, I just wanted the money to help me pay for school instead of just keep asking my family to help me because I want to do it on my own. Like I try to be independent rather than asking for help. And that was, that's the issue that no one likes. <laughs> but I tried to, I tried to change it, but I just can't. I just like to be independent. <laughs> I really want to get a, a job to help me pay for school because I already pay for my own phone bill and clothes and food and stuff. So it's just like, I try my best to do everything else I got to do to help pay for tuition. It really sounds like you're doing your best and trying to support yourself and be independent. Yes, because I'm getting ready for the real world. When you say the real world, do you mean a job and then, you know, having a regular paycheck and being able to, you know, pay down your debt or afford things? Yes. Do you talk about those things with your friends? Um, Are you guys ever worried about paying down your debt after you graduate in the real world? No, we never really talked about that. We only talked about like our career goals 
and like where we want to live at after college and stuff. Like we never really talked about oh, what we're going to do because it never really like really popped into our brains unless we have to pay for school or something until we pay for tuition or something. So if you could go back in time to when you were deciding to attend school or picking which college to go to and thinking about different financing options, do you think you would have made the exact same decisions that you did? Yes, because I'm not the type of person to like regret anything. Whatever I decide, that's what I'm sticking to. And I've met amazing people and people who are very supportive. I like I like where I'm at, no matter how much a lot of people don't like the decision. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like you made your decision and stuck to it and got to really enjoy the educational experience you're having and meeting new people and interacting with those people. Is there anything that you think maybe you could tell a high school senior or a freshman starting in college in terms of what best they could do to finance their education? Ask for help, especially talking with financial aid or get into a program that actually helps students connect with financial aid even more. Because once they do that, they can help you type up type up an email to explain your issues about how hard it is to pay for tuition and see if they can get you some money or something. And they could easily like swipe that over to financial aid and help you get whatever you need. And I think that's a big part. And make sure you have like friends who are very supportive and who can actually help you achieve whatever you want to achieve. That sounds like a very solid advice. Thank you so much for your time today, You're Diamond. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Our third guest is Alina. She graduated from Texas A&M University and currently is working as a high school teacher. Hi, Alina. Thank you so much for joining in, joining us on the podcast today. So today we're going to talk a little bit about debt and if the debt was worth it for your experience when you went through college as a first-generation college student. And before we get really started on the topic, could you maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself? I am a first-gen, right-out-of-high-school college student. So I actually had my mom and two of my aunts going to college at the same time I was. I'm from Houston, I grew up there, went to college at A&M and College Station, and after that, I didn't really know what to do. So I worked at Texas Children's back in Houston for a year, and then I kind of found my way into teaching, and I've been teaching ever since. That sounds really interesting, because it seems like you went through the journey as a first-generation student, while your you know mom and your aunts were going through it and also you know after you graduated currently you work as a teacher so i bet you also have some level of interaction seeing students who are trying to go you know to college for the first time or as the first person um, in their family there were a lot of kids who if they end up going to college they would be the first in their family and so um, there was a lot of questions and there's a surprising amount of students who don't know much about the application process or about the grant process or scholarship process and stuff like that. And so I, as a teacher, I would always help them navigate through questions. That's really interesting because it sounds like you're definitely using your personal experience as a way to help those immediately through your job as well so that, you know, other first-generation college students have an easier experience than maybe what you might have had. Definitely a lot of things that I did wrong (laughs) that I've told (laughs) my younger cousins about or my students or even friends who might be a couple years behind me in the um, college process. So there's definitely some knowledge that I've, I've gained from going to college, being the first one out of my family. When you went to college, did you take out um, any debt or student loan to attend? When I was born, my mom did set up a college fund for me. It was something along the lines of Texas Tomorrow. She set that up for me and it paid for two and a half years of my college. And so the other remaining time I had to figure out either scholarships or 
grants or loans. So what I ended up doing was I did work two jobs, but the jobs that I worked pretty much only paid for housing and groceries and my car and bills. And so I had to take out student loans for the remaining balance. I did apply for some extra scholarships and grants, but by that time I was a junior and I'm not going to lie because of mental health issues, my grades were not great. So I didn't get any scholarships or anything like that. So after that, I had to rely on loans. So when you were then applying to college, I guess you were already aware that the savings that your mom had for you couldn't cover the whole amount. Is that correct? Right. And at the time, I didn't think about it too much. I knew it wasn't going to cover the full four years. Maybe there's people that plan better than I do, but going into it, not knowing much, I pretty much just told myself, I'll figure it out later. And then when later came, it turned into me taking on student loans and two jobs and anything extra that I could do to make a couple hundred bucks if I was short on something each month. Then when you applied, did having to take out loan or needing some extra financial support in one way or another sway your decision for applying to school or picking which particular school you would go to? No, because I knew I wanted to be a vet, which obviously didn't work out. But at the time, I wanted to go to vet school at A&M. And so A&M was actually the only school that I applied to. And I knew I was going to get in because I was top 10% of my high school. I think especially decisions about, you know, financing a big ticket item like education, mm-hmm. honestly, might be something difficult for someone who's maybe 17, 18 to figure mm-hmm. out and really grasp and think about. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's stressful at any age. I'm actually going to um, finishing up some prerequisites to apply to a master's program. and It's still stressful. <laughs> I still have to find that money somewhere. Then did having that um, currently existing, pre-existing student loan influence you in terms of applying to grad school or even your day-to-day life in general? Day-to-day life, honestly, I, I'm lucky that I only took out something about 15,000 in student loans, which is nothing. Normally before the coronavirus, I was paying $150 for my remaining loans, but the $100 were a government loan that I took out. And so right now the government halted payments for loans through them. And then if I end up getting to my master's program, it's not as much of a stressor as it was whenever I did my undergrad because I know what to expect now and I know that even though I'm going to have to take on a larger amount of student loans this time around than I did my undergrad I think it's going to be worth it and I think you know I can pay those back over a long period of time and not stress about them too much so I'm anticipating my master's program to cost me, depending on which school I get into, anywhere from fifty to eighty thousand dollars, which sounds like a lot, and it is. <laughs> I think you bring up a very interesting point about also how your attitude about student loan may have changed mm-hmm. when you first had to take out the loan when you were an undergrad versus now. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about how it's different? I think I just have a better grasp of how much it's actually going to cost once you're done with school and the value of the education you get versus how much you'll owe on student loans. And so honestly, right now, my student loans are the least of my financial burdens. Could you maybe explain a little bit more about that, what you think about the value of education versus the cost? In my undergrad, I had a lot of mental health issues, like I said before. It led me to not appreciate an education. It led me to not appreciate what I could accomplish had I tried harder than I was. Not to say that I wasn't doing anything. It just turned into my mindset at the time was, 
if I can't get it on my own, then I don't deserve to get it at all. Again, mental health issues, <laughs> that's not true. If you don't put it on your own, go find your teacher. I was in my professor's office every day for the hour before class started. And I would just sit there and go through questions, ask her questions. Are there any other resources that you use to educate yourself about student loan or to find, you know, better student loan or things like that? A couple family members know what I'm going through, so I've talked to them about it. But mostly YouTube videos and, as ridiculous as it sounds, TikTok sometimes has pretty good information. Adults my age making videos about stuff that can help younger generations. It seems like you basically could really find the resources you need wherever you prefer in terms of like platforms, you know, like TikTok or, or YouTube or even somewhere on the internet. The platforms do allow for really good information to be passed around, but I would personally make sure you gather up as many videos about that one subject as possible and then form your own conclusion. Because there's always this person thinks they're posting something good and putting something good out in the world, but maybe it's not as good as what someone could have done, you know? And so I think it's always important to form your own opinion about an own conclusion about what's best for you in your life. Yes. Every individual um, should really take it with a grain of salt and make their own decisions regarding, especially important topics like your education or yeah. finances. There's some people, I guess, who don't like to talk about their finances. And maybe as I get older, uh, I'll understand that a little bit more. But being in college and undergrad, me and my friends and everyone that are, that's, you know, was going to college at the time, we're just trying to survive and figure it out together. Yeah. At this time, we're like, yeah, let me let me send you like my pay stub and show you how to, how this works or something like that. So we really didn't care at the time. <laughs> so it was a lot of like uplifting each other and making sure we're each of us were okay. Would you say student loan was a bit of a stress when you were going through college? Yeah, when I was an undergrad, it definitely was because I felt like I was signing my life away by taking on this student debt. Because at the time, it was me just going into a bank and figuring out how to pay for college. And they would tell me. And, of course, I would, you know, get a couple of different people's opinions. Or I might talk to a couple of different banks. But ultimately, I had to sign a piece of paper saying, yeah, I'll pay this back over, you know, this amount of time with this amount of interest. And I'll start paying it on this date. And so in undergrad, it was just really stressful because I didn't have a job planned out after I graduated. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I didn't know how I was going to make these payments. But now I know that even if I can't get a job in my field immediately after I finish my master's program, I can always teach or I can always do tutoring or anything to get me through. Wow, it seems like you have really explored your options in terms of financing it and also how you're going to pay it off and plan it out. And it seems like you're very you're excited for this new chapter of your life. And I think you're going to handle it very well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited. And my application, I'm going to try to submit it early August so or September, maybe. So fingers crossed. We'll see. But it's really interesting to hear that you now have a lot more confidence because you have more knowledge and you, in general, have more life experience mm -hmm. um, regarding student loan. Um, and otherwise as well. Then when you look back at when you first took out the loan, do you wish maybe that you could have done something differently? Or if, if there is nothing, you know, that's also fine. The, the only thing that I wish I could have done is to consolidate all my loans into one big loan, one monthly payment. Because now I have before Corona, I had three separate student loan payments that I'm paying on because I had to get money from different sources. Yeah, if I if I could do anything differently, it would be to get my student loans from one place. And I would talk to them about, okay, I'm getting this money now. How do I get money next semester? Or should I just get it all right now? Like, will you give me money for the next two semesters? Like, 
I would talk to them, your bank about, or whoever you're getting your loan through about how the next year, how the next four years or however long you're needing a loan for is going to look. Yeah. Don't, don't let anyone place pressure you into, into choosing them because ultimately it's your money and your decision. You're the one making the payments, not them. Do you have um, anything that you think, because since you're also a teacher, <laughs> mm-hmm. the first generation students applying to college should really know about in terms of financing their education? I don't have any specific pointers, but just in general, I would say don't let it deter you from going to college. Don't let it deter you from applying. Um, there's also always application waivers like you can get application fees waived sometimes you can get you can get a lot of test fees waived sometimes i i wouldn't let money stop you from continuing your education because in the long run if that's your goal then you may as well just take on the debt and reach your goals and by the time you reach your goals and you're you're in your field the student loans aren't going to bother you like they might when you're first starting out. That sounds like a wonderful advice. And it really shows that you really need to take things into perspective and look at the big picture of you know, mm-hmm. life as a whole or, or where you're headed to in general as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Alina. Really yeah. all the information you shared with us and also sharing us about you know those personal experiences you had. I think it's going to be a great help for our listeners. Oh, good. Yeah, if I can help even one person to choose to pursue what they would like to through college, then it's worth it for sure. Taking out debt can be a big undertaking for anyone and a big investment for your future. At first glance, it may seem like a daunting process, especially for first-generation students who may be less familiar with the financial options available to fund their education. And sometimes it may seem like the financial cost of education is too large and overwhelming to think about. But remember that there are resources out there to help you through this journey. Talk to your friends and family and ask for help from your teachers and professors. Student loan is a long-term commitment, but oftentimes the value of education outweighs and outlives its impact. We'll have some resources on our website, so please feel free to check them out. Send us your questions and feedback as we want to hear what you think, what you're struggling with, and how we can help. Thanks again to our sponsors and speakers.